1: DNVR Broncos podcast coming to you from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar, and the A today stands for Breakout. <laughs> or Manson. Mm, yeah, that, at least Breakout has an A sound in it. Uh, man, Oh yeah, I guess yeah. it's not. Well, I was watching SportsCenter this morning, and they called him Josh Mason. Okay, so. wow,
2: well, they'll uh, maybe learn.
1: This is a this is a weird thing because it's like you want these places to talk about hockey, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're just so bad. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then you're, oh, maybe not. You're like, yeah, just like, show I, us the highlights. Can you
1: guys at least just learn the players, <laughs> right? Like, right. What was that a typo in the script? Right. Like, we're not <laughs> reviewing these. I don't know.
2: Uh, yeah, and Manson not hard. It no. must have been a typo. It, I mean, but, I think I even would get <clears throat> Manson if it went across my try. teleprompter. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Now any, but. Again, you also just, like, have to know, like, if you knew the player, you wouldn't right, mispronounce, which tells course, me you, right. <laughs> yes. that person knows, doesn't yep, watch yep. at all.
2: You you know when he got his first playoff career goal, the people that don't know hockey very well were saying, who? Oh, shit.
1: So, check this out. Um, we had awesome seats last night. And hockey, since there's three periods, it's uneven, right? So, you get the team going because we're right, in the end. right, right. You get the, We only got them once, which is kind of a bummer, right? And the you ass could actually, coming your way? Yeah. And when you buy the tickets, it tells you, like, home team goes this way twice. Home oh. Team. Um, so are those more expensive then? So the ones on the side that gets it twice are more expensive. Oh. Uh, but over time, it flips back. Ah, so we got the overtime right nice. in front of us the goal right in front of us it was sick
2: wait but i thought you when you bought the tickets you thought you were getting the home oh you no, know i you knew were we away. i okay, knew gotcha.
1: we were going yeah gotcha. we were on the other side man
2: well that's perfect
1: but it was it was so sick.
2: cheaper and you got the better the better and the uh, best angle of the biggest <laughs> oh, play oh
1: man yep yep it was sick um anyways i said the a stands for breakout um, I think that's what I have to do to start working in the sound of a, there we a, go. There and it's going to take me a while to, uh, get on, on board. Right, but. Fine. Um, I want to talk to you about who is going to be the breakout player for the Denver Broncos this year, because I think there's some really fun ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for this discussion. We'll get into it just a second after we give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook who are giving $5. Sorry, they're giving you $150 in free bets. If you simply bet on any NBA money line, you got Warriors or Mavs tonight.
2: Uh I got Warriors. Unfortunately, Ryan, I, I, I think put I
1: falling for the
2: hype. I put my bet on Warriors to win the whole thing when they were at +450 and uh, I hate it. It disgusts me that I would ever bet on them, but if they win, I'm not going to be happy about it, but at least that will help me uh succumb to them winning.
1: All right, fair enough. I, I think I'm buying the Mavs hype. Oh, um, when you said hype, I thought you were talking about the Warriors hype. No, there's a lot of Mavs hype okay, out there I right like now. It. Luka has, like, yeah. you know, ascended to a new level. Yep. Um, The only thing I worry about is Draymond being a Luka stopper. Yep. I mean he's not pretty much an everyone stopper except Jokic. Yep. Um he did for like a game. But then Jokic figured him out. Yep, what got. was
2: it? Thirty seven in back to back games? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh really quick on <laughs> DraftKings, a fun thing that you can do. You can bet uh for this series the leading scorer once the series is over. You know who the favorite is? The leading
1: the, to score the most points yep. in the series. Yep. Don't it's think not Luka? No. Oh it is Luka. Yeah, it is, is
2: Luka. Yeah, okay. And I think he's even He's either plus 150 or, like, minus 150. He's a heavy favorite. You got Steph at plus 500. I think he got Clay and Jordan Poole around, like, plus 5,000. You get some real value on the Golden State guys.
1: Well, and that, isn't that kind of a decent transition into a Broncos conversation? Because it's like, who's going to be the leading receiver for, uh, maybe they're not a good example. I was going to say, like, the Raiders. Um, it doesn't it seem obvious it's going to be Devontae Adams. 100%. I guess it would have been better to do it like for the Packers last year. Like it was a hundred percent guarantee. It's gonna. Yep.
0: yep.
2: Well, up. I st- I still think even with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro,
1: it's, it's near still, guarantee. Yeah, it's it gonna is, be Devontae is, for sure. But um, then you look at the Broncos and it's like it wide could be open. anyone. Yep. Um, at least any of the top three wide receivers. Hundred percent. And so that's an interesting part of this. Mm-hmm. And I guess we should start by defining this. What is a breakout? Because to me, a breakout means essentially going from not a household name to a household name. Yep.
2: 100% now in Denver and Colorado or the nation? Somewhere Somewhere in
1: between. Okay. Because, like, I, you know, our listeners, everyone's a household name, right? Yep. Um, Like, oh gosh, what was the name of that corner? I guess it's not a household <laughs> name. But I can't remember his name. Devontae Bosby. Right, right. Devontae yeah. Bosby. Like, Devontae Bosby is a household name for our listeners. A, a beloved. I mean, yeah. one of the most
2: loved Broncos in the past five years. Right.
1: But um, so, so it has to be like the average mom in Highlands Ranch now knows his name.
2: Mm. So then my question to you is how many household names are there on the broncos right now you got russ one so 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 this is kind of taking guys off of who who can't be a breakout because they've already broken out
1: i i think i lowered the bar too too low for like r- random highlands ranch moms <laughs> how about random highlands ranch dads knowing their name okay. not to say that there should okay. be that but i think sure it's, you, you get where i'm going yeah. with this yeah Um, like not like a diehard Broncos fan, but turns the game on on Sundays, Mm -hmm. might go to the bar with his buds, um, which of course the moms could do too. Yep. Uh, but Cortland Sutton, not eligible in my opinion. He's a pro Pro bowler. bowler, He's a pro.
2: Justin Simmons, not Not eligible. eligible. Uh, Kareem Jackson. No. He's not eligible. Okay, kind of you been around too long. Also, you can break out at what oh, thirty-four. That that's that's very true. Who else do we have
1: Pro Bowl wise? Garrett Bowles, yeah, All Pro. Could he have? Uh, yeah, that's true. I think he he actually could be a breakout player.
2: To be a national household name, if
1: he just did it again, where what he did in twenty twenty, where he was really good.
2: Okay, so we'll leave him in the pool. Um, is that it? Um, to me, no one else stands out where I say he can't break out. And there's one guy that's in the comments section, not him himself, maybe him himself. Oh,
1: wait, are you talking about Pat Sertan? Yes. Cannot break out.
2: See, I think he can.
1: Mm, every every fan knows who he is. Every person who knows the Broncos knows Pat Sertan.
2: I think people know his name because he was a top 10 pick. But I think they know his name. I don't think people around the country know how good he is yet.
1: I think he could have I, – yeah, I think he could have a national breakout for so sure it, where, it, where he goes from really good draft pick to – top three top one corner in the league
2: and i think what what hurts at least from a a local perspective of talking about him is we've heard the quotes that from the past 12 months especially these past couple months where justin simmons said he's an all pro this year he's a pro bowler this year a guaranteed top five corner in the nfl moving forward and we all buy that at least i buy it you buy it we believe he's that good but i don't think he's
1: viewed that way around the league I don't either. I think that people are on their way there. I think people are on their way there. I think anyone who knows Ball is saying, like, watch out for Pat Sertan this year. Mm-hmm. Like, national people, you know? Right, right, right. Um, And then there's, like, the talking head hot take people who probably have never watched a snap of right. Pat Sertan. Exactly, because they haven't watched the Broncos yeah. because they've been irrelevant. So that's, that is true. I think – I guess there's multiple le- levels of breakout. Yeah. He could go from – Beloved Denver Bronco, because I think he might be the fan favorite right now.
2: Outside of Russ. Outside
1: of Russ. To... Top corner conversation in the league
2: yeah and it's not gonna be crazy I mean I have already included him in conversations with Champ Bailey now obviously he has a long ways to go in order to actually be there but it's not crazy to say that he could have a similar career that's at least how I view him so we are so high on him but I think from a national perspective he can still break out but Ryan is that it then are those kind of the guys and and we'll include Pat Sertan in a later conversation but are those the guys that are off limits really a pro bowl or an older guy yeah yeah Yeah. i think so so a lot of candidates and ryan i have a list of about 10 just over 10 guys that i think can be breakout candidates i want to see how close our lists are
1: well why don't i just try to guess your list okay jerry judy uh he's on there tim patrick he's on there oh This was an interesting one that could have been considered in the non-breakouts, but since we didn't, Javante Williams. He is on there. Bradley Chubb. He is
2: not on there. And the reason is, okay, he was one other guy that I, when Uh, I thought about this list, I thought about including him in the non-breakouts. And it probably could be more of a Pat Sertan conversation, but he's been in the Pro Bowl. Now, it wasn't a great year, but he was a Pro Bowler. He... He's got to be in there. Okay, that that's fine. He he can in. Man, it's crazy to be a Pro Bowler but still have a breakout year.
1: I'm interested if you have this guy because I definitely have this guy, Ronald Darby. Mm, I do have Ronald Darby okay. with right. two
2: question marks next to him. Though. Nice, <laughs> nice.
1: Um, okay, is that five? Yep. And you have five more. Yep. Um, breakout candidates. Quinn Miners. Um no oh, I think
2: you should I I think he's already from from raising the stakes <laughs> that we did I thought he broke out from a Broncos perspective but you're right a national
1: perspective he is not and he is the not even fans like average fans that's fair because he's an offensive lineman
2: yep yep no that's fair Quinn Miners is there um I actually had 14 so you can just guess away oh so just any <laughs> player that right, starts pretty much yep um
1: <laughs> greg dulcich uh no oh no rookies no, no. Ro- rookies no i don't think rookies this is can the, be breakout i
2: agree this is their opportunity this year
1: to just be in the
2: league okay albert O. uh albert o is one of them now do i think that'll happen no
1: i don't either um, we'll talk
2: about these guys more in depth
1: did you put melvin gordon on the list i did not okay no, okay i don't no. i don't he's kind of in like a weird limbo where he's probably not going like he's already been really good in the league Mm -hmm. he's not even going to get the opportunity probably to outpace anything he's done previously and
2: if you were going to ask who's going to have a a bigger chance to separate themselves in the running back room i think everyone's going to say javante this year
1: yep yep also melvin's been a pro bowler this is an easy one dj jones
2: Mmm. as a new guy i didn't have him on the list and as a defensive does, lineman that doesn't get sacks, I mean, it's really going to be hard to have a true breakout year. He gets sacks. Not that many.
1: Yeah, I think he, he was completely underappreciated. No one I agree. knew who he was before the Broncos signed him, and then everyone was like, oh, this guy's really good.
2: Yep, I, I agree. I agree. And I think that's how he's going to be as a Bronco. Okay. At least viewed nationally.
1: Interesting. It is kind of crazy. You can't even say, like, oh, he's going to be on a larger scale or a larger stage now. Right. Like, he's been to the Super Bowl. Right, right. Um, he's done a lot of great things. He was literally in the NFC Championship game last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And usually when teams make runs like that, you know, like, all the players. Right. Like, think about the Bengals, how many players you can name on the Bengals. Yeah. You can name a ton of players yep. on the Bengals. Yeah. Um, but for some reason DJ Jones never got his flowers.
2: No, and, and two sacks last year, three sacks the year before, only seven career sacks. Yeah. He, he, is a, do it. he is a guy that gets interior pressure, but just the position he plays is is gonna be tough.
1: And he defends the run really well. Exactly. Draymond Jones. Ah, uh, yes.
2: Yes. He's definitely in there. Randy Gregory. Ah, definitely in there. Now you could say his name because he's been with the Cowboys mm-hmm. and there's he's been in the news a lot. He's a nationally known name, but when people think of him, I don't think they think like excellent football player. They think like big time talent that has had some issues. issues staying on the field for a various for various reasons.
1: Yeah. And I think that the average person thinks one of two things. They either think he's always suspended or he's always right. injured Right, yeah. and it's a mix of both. It really is. Yeah. About 50, 50. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I guess okay. you just
2: want to break out the Broncos roster. I've wrote them all down. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> No, gonna... you're, you're getting there. You're doing a good job. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give you a couple hints. I have one more receiver,
1: KJ Hamborn. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yes, of course. Um, man, I hope KJ just blows me away because mm-hmm. I don't have expectations for him. Nope. None at all. Nope. Um, That's
2: why it's probably easy for him to be a breakout player. It
1: really is. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, all he has to do is play. Yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna have a breakout season. Yep, straight up. Yep. Um, he might be the one of two easiest breakout candidates. I agree. <laughs> I agree
2: because if KJ Hamler comes out and has two catches for 20, twenty yards each in a game, do you think that's crazy to say he gets about two catches for, two 40, catches yards. for forty yards? Like no. that doesn't seem crazy, does it? If he does that, Ryan, we're talking about a six hundred and eighty yard season. But yeah. that's if he stays healthy.
1: Yep. But and we're not we're not saying he has to do anything crazy. 35 catches.
2: Yeah. Ex- exactly. Or if he has two catches, one of them's on a screen and it goes for 2 yards and he has one more catch that goes for 35 yards, boom, there you go.
1: Yeah. It's such a good point. It always feels though easier to to get those two catches than it really turns out to be in the game. It does, and it does. I never knew that until you could bet on how many catches players right, would get in the game. right.
2: You're like three and a half for Jerry Judy. Yeah, I'm
1: like he should have that on the first drive,
2: oh, especially Cortland Sutton last year. Oh yeah, I mean how many, ga- especially after the hot start, mm-hmm. and they they were putting his numbers at five and a half, and you're like, oh he's gonna have six. He has one for seven yards, and you're like,
1: how is this possible? Right. Yep, yep, exactly. So- I don't think
2: we're gonna be living in that world this year though.
1: I think you KJ Hamler's numbers before game one will probably be over under one and a half catches. Oh man, that's gonna seem so <laughs> juicy. Yeah, it sure is. Um, the interesting thing though is, you know, even if you're taking those shots, there's no guarantee you can hit. You're gonna hit them. Yep. But it's so true. Just, I mean, if he plays 14 games, we will be. He broke out.
2: Yep, hundred. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: yep. Um, because
2: 14 games, he'd still be over 500 yards.
1: Exactly. Don't think you put Mike Boone on there. I did
2: not put. I don't think Mike's <laughs> going to be seeing the ball that much. Kawon
1: Williams. Uh,
2: was he was a tough one because he's been around for a while. I think locally he can absolutely break out.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think we determined that he has the most forced fumbles of any player on the Broncos,
2: which is nuts. Really <laughs> which is nuts. nuts.
1: Yep. I think we've talked yeah, about you, everyone. You feel,
2: okay, so I'm I'm gonna go through some guys who probably can't break out nationally, just guys who are more local. We got Josie Jewell. Maybe he could be a national one if he plays the way he played the first week and a half last year. Because if he plays that level, Ryan, he should legitimately be a pro bowler. Now, here's the kicker. He played that well for two weeks last year. So it's not like there was a massive sample size. Two where, bad teams. Right. Where I feel so confident that he's going to do that. And we know the Broncos are gonna be playing a lot of dime. He may not be on the field at all times, but that, that's kind of an under the radar one. Uh Jonas Griffith, that's oh, really yeah. a dark one. I missed guy. a
1: couple guys. Yep. I, I I don't know why I just skipped over inside linebacker entirely. Um
2: It happens in in this day's <laughs> NFL. Yeah. Except if you have Vic Fangio.
1: Jonas Griffith, definitely a big one, and then I should have said Baron Browning as well. Mm. Although We'll see.
2: I agree. The talent, if he plays inside linebacker, is definitely there. But fifth, sixth outside linebacker?
1: Yeah. Gonna be tough. And I think there's a good chance he ends up being used as more of a weapon than anything yeah. we're talking about. I agree.
2: I agree. Uh, one more on the defensive side. This is a real, real dark horse. McTelvin. Wow.
1: And I mean, you put him on there, not Quinn Minerts? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> because
2: uh, on the offensive line, I put two guys, Calvin Anderson, probably a dark shot again, or dark horse, because he's not even the starter right now. I don't think he starts. And then one guy, I agree with you. One guy who I think legitimately could have a breakout season is Dalton Reisner. And the reason for that is when he last played in this system, yeah. his rookie season, he was really good. And Ryan, we were talking, he probably wasn't a Pro Bowler his rookie season, but he was a fantastic second round pick that rookie season. But we, And where our expectations were, he should be a Pro Bowler next year that's what he could become this year. And obviously he dropped off big time these last two seasons. We're even talking about, should he even be the starter? Shouldn't Tony Moody take his spot? Should Quinn Miners take his spot? Uh, If he's ever going to break out, it's this year. And Ryan, we talk about how so much money's on the table for Bradley Chubb. Same thing for Dalton Reisner. Now we're not talking the exact same money as Bradley Chubb, but if Dalton Reisner comes out and has a borderline Pro Bowl year, what's he getting? Four years, 40 million, Uh, somewhere around that. If he doesn't, He's talking about either staying with the Broncos on a backup deal or likely going somewhere else for borderline starter money, 1 year, $2 million. It's a $38 million difference.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, hmm, okay. Uh, some interesting ones coming in in the comments. Michael OJ Moody. Wow. Definitely a candidate to break out. Hmm. Uh he just had to be out there like I don't know what they envision his role being.
2: And it's it's a great question. We haven't heard this new staff talk about him at all. And, of course, O.J. Moody was hurt pretty much all of last year until the very end. Uh, and he, right now, is probably the Broncos' fourth cornerback and probably the Broncos' third outside cornerback with Kawan Williams in the slot.
1: So, depending on who – see, the thing is, like, when I imagine them bringing extra defensive backs on, I imagine Caden Stearns. Me too. Me too. Um, but in certain matchups, I could see it being uh, – Ojemudia.
2: Yep, so I'm touching wood here, but uh, we know Ronald Darby does not stay healthy. He's only done it once his entire season or his entire career. If he's out, that's probably the guy you're bringing in. You're not bringing Caden Stearns to be an outside corner. You're bringing Oj Mudia in to be that outside corner in replacement. So that's how he would get his shot. Yep. Yep, that's that's a dark, dark horse. And what we say about Pat Sertan, quarterbacks are not going to throw his way.
1: So Pat Sertan... That's why I had Darby high on my list. Yeah. It's just like... I know he likes to make plays on the ball yeah, yeah, um yeah. he's i i can't i think he hasn't done a great job of catching passes he's done a terrible job <laughs> it's
2: crazy he's like in the top of the league and passes defended and has like one career interception yeah
1: yeah that's what i thought i was like i think i remember yeah, this stat yeah. um but he makes plays on the ball and uh he's gonna have opportunities to to get maybe interceptions or just keep
2: Defending right. Passes. right. And and I, I and so if it is O. J. Moody, boy, he, he may have the longest odds on here, but something you sprinkle a little a dollar or two on because you know if there's a backup cornerback in on one side and Pat Sertan on the other side if I'm any quarterback, outside of Justin Herbert, because Justin Herbert had no problem picking on Pat Sertan last year and then got picked off twice one of them for a pick six. But if you're a a wise quarterback, you're not going to go Pat Sertan's way. You are going to pick and pick and pick on
1: O.J. Moody. Yep, you sure are. All right, we're going to decide who is the breakout candidate for the Broncos on the other side but first i want to remind you guys to come down to the dnvr bar uh for the Avs games i actually wasn't here last night of course because i was at the game but i saw some videos it looked like it was absolutely popping and the further they go the more lit it's gonna be um so i will be here uh tomorrow Tomorrow. i love that about hockey playoffs just bang 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 um i'll be here tomorrow come hang out should be a great time let's watch the Avs. um i have a feeling that Old Jordan Bennington isn't gonna get so lucky next next game.
2: Oh my goodness! Now he was really good, he was but good. also the uh, <laughs> nothing better than being good and lucky. Oh my goodness! I mean, the Avs outplayed the hell out of them last night. They got lucky, and their goaltender was really good. But man, if the Avs have a similar game, it's gonna be
1: a blowout. The Avs had more shots on goal than the Blues had shots attempted at all wow which is pretty crazy and wasn't in
2: overtime it was like 13-0 13-0 it's gonna be tough winning a game when you don't shoot yes. at the net.
1: it's like the old uh like saying when you're putting like you can't make the putt if you don't get it to the hole right 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 can't score a goal if you don't shoot
2: the mm, puck. so that encourages to swing a little harder than than too soft
1: yeah well it's just like so if you have like an eagle putt right you only yeah. get a few of those every season unless you're yeah. really really good yeah um it's like don't leave it short because right, right, you'll, right. you won't you will be able to live with yourself yep. knowing that that putt had no chance to go in no matter what. Right,
2: right, yep. <laughs> yep. And a, a really cool thing that Breckenridge Breer is doing is they are giving everyone an opportunity to nominate a community per, or someone in the community that's done great things in order to get free tickets to every single Avs home playoff game. So the longer the Avs are in it, the longer the DNVR bar is lit, the more tickets they are given away to a community star it's such a cool thing that they've got going on they're also going to hook up that community star with the official beer of the playoffs which is of course breckenridge beers colorado uh or avalanche ale they're going to hook you up with some avalanche gear and also breckenridge brewery is giving a portion of all proceeds of avalanche ale to the community fund of boulder county to benefit the marshall fire victim so if you want to nominate a community star go to breckenridgebrew.com and sign up or breckbrew.com and sign up there
1: also, another reminder about DraftKings Sportsbook uh, where you can go over and bet five to win 150 on any NBA money line like we talked about before. It uh, should be easy money because you don't even have to win, <laughs> yeah. so you just have to bet. Uh, and then you get $100, $150 in free bets. One thing that I'm looking at for the future, sprinkling a little bit on right mm. now, is Kale McCarr to win the Conn Smythe Trophy, which is, goes to the MVP of the playoffs. I like that. Um, what are we looking at? odds right now. He is the second highest behind Nathan McKay. Yep,
2: yep, yep. <laughs> uh,
1: so I think Mac I haven't checked it recently, but Mac was plus 550 and Kales plus 600. Mm, I like both those values. I like it too. I actually said on bets one day like instead of betting on the Avs to win the cup, which has no value, yep. just put a little bit on half of what you would have bet on the Avs to win the cup on Mac, half on Macar. Yep. I like that a lot. In the one, I mean anything can happen obviously. They're still they would still have to win fifth uh 11 more games? Yep. Um so, you know, a new yep. star could emerge, Darcy Kemper could go crazy in the cup final if they make it. Um and so, it's not a guarantee that if the Abs win, it would be one of those two, but it's damn close.
2: Yeah, it is pretty darn close and right now the Abs win the whole thing plus 170 over at DraftKings Sportsbook, so getting way better value.
1: Yep, exactly. Um anyways, go over to DraftKings Use that code DNVR when you sign up to get that awesome deal. Of course, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
2: Okay, Ryan, it's not fair, but we need to just say the obvious. I'm sorry, Quinn Miners. I'm sorry, DJ Jones. I'm sorry, Dalton Reisner. You can't be the breakout player because you play a position that does not Breakout. It does not grab people's attention in the way we're talking about, where it's kind of a mix of mm-hmm. national and local breakouts. So we can kind of wipe all of those guys away. However, I think we can leave Draymond Jones in there because he plays enough of a position. I guess his specialty is enough of a position where we talked about it yesterday. It's not crazy if he goes out and gets $15 million after this season. If he does that, he probably had eight to 10 sacks. So I think
1: we can leave that big boy in there. Real quick, in the comments, they're bringing in Kendall Hinton as a breakout candidate. (sighs) Ryan, uh, that would be... That'd be very bad for the Broncos. And then someone said maybe Kendall Hinton is the Trinity Benson of this season gets traded before. Someone else said, no way he, no way anyone trades for him. I definitely would have been saying that about Trinity Benson at this time last
2: year. 100%. And, and Kendall Hinton. Uh, I mean, you already have Russ raving about Kendall Hinton. Uh, so, yeah, I think you could trade him. A couple he, of quarterbacks oh, man. hanging he, out. He Exactly. He could come out this uh, in, in preseason in games two and three and ball out, and then the Detroit Lions are sending a fifth for him. Yep. I could definitely see that. But <laughs> breakout player? Ryan, if Kendall yeah. Hinton is a breakout player –
1: several We're talk- breakout players that we just mentioned something's gone have terribly wrong. Broken something. Yeah. Yes. Touching wood. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um okay, so here's how I'm looking at it as I look to just determine who is the breakout candidate. What players are have had something happen this off-season that instantly is going to make them better. And I think you know where I'm taking this. The wide receivers yeah you look at the wide receivers and you say okay everything you've done to this point has been like shooting with a medicine ball and all of a sudden you're out there shooting with a basketball uh and life just got so much easier for you We know the Broncos are going to throw the hell out of the ball. We know Russell Wilson is really, really good. And we know all of these receivers are putting up big stats this year. And it wouldn't even be crazy to say every receiver on the Broncos will have their best year of their career this year. No, it's not
2: crazy at all because you're asking for a 900 yard season from Jerry Judy. You're asking for an 1100 yard season from Cortland Sutton. And I believe you're asking an 850 yard season from Tim Patrick.
1: Yep. And. A season from from KJ <laughs> Hamlin, yeah,
2: yeah. And then what are you asking from Kendall Hinton? If you're asking a season from uh, from from Kendall uh, Hinton's <laughs> got
1: to get two Tuds to have the best. Ah, year that's his true. That's true. <laughs> Over under one and a half. What are you doing?
2: Under. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Oh, just take the wind out of the sails sorry. of that conversation.
1: Um, so it's gotta be a receiver to me, yep. uh, to be the number one breakout candidate. So then, do you it's, just go
2: best receiver now? Do you, do you go with who you think's gonna have the best stats? Or the biggest gap in the, the best season that they've had? How do you go here?
1: Yeah, I'm going. F- uh, I, no, I'm going to the player that I have time and time again said this guy is going to be amazing and has not even been close to it yet. So if he does reach that, then he will absolutely be considered the breakout candidate of the Broncos. If he does it, he's a household name. And I'm going on record saying. This is the single last time I will hype up this player. Meaning, if he doesn't meet these expectations this time, I'm out. I'm done. I thought right before that last sentence, I thought you were going a different direction with this guy. Interesting. But well, I think we agree. You, I don't know. I, I'd be surprised <laughs> if you thought I was going in a different direction than Jerry Judy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I thought you were going Tim Patrick. Okay. uh, Because of what's happened this offseason. Not just getting Russ, but then Russ, as you mentioned every time, who's the first person he talks about? Tim Patrick, Tim Patrick. And so when you were building that argument, Ryan, in my head, I was building the argument for it being Jerry Judy. So we're on the exact same page.
1: Yeah. And I really mean that when I say this uh, this is the last stand for me and Jerry Judy because I was so hyped when the Broncos drafted him. Then he, you know. He had a solid rookie season, but had the drops. Then last year he gets hurt right away. And so that's, I think like even all that stuff, like builds up to the narrative of a breakout player. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone, you know, anyone who's low on Jerry Judy, and I've had my moments being low on Jerry Judy as recently as Thursday. um, Right. uh, But everyone who's low on Jerry Judy, I think, forgets one thing. When he got hurt in in game one, Last season, he was going off. Yep, he was he was he was on pace for a hundred yard game. I think even more than that. I think he already had a hundred yards, maybe. Um, but he was on pace to go off. Yep. And then he gets a really bad high ankle sprain. He's out for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then Mm -hmm. he comes back. And as we know, we you can, and I said it when he was coming back. I said he's not going to be the same, and no one's going to care. Because he's on the field. And that's the, one of the toughest things about these players coming back. They all want to come back for their team. Russell Wilson, perfect example, last year. Um, when you come back, you're not the same. And then you get judged for it. And that's exactly what happened to Jerry It's What happened to Baker Mayfield, I think. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield, May, Mayfield is being wildly undervalued at this point because he played on a really bum shoulder last year. Jerry Judy played on a really bum ankle last year. So that's the one thing I'm like, I get it. Drops rookie year down season last season but don't forget the one game he was healthy in he was going off and that's not a big enough sample size but that's why he's my number one breakout candidate if he stays healthy and he's out there he's gonna be open and russ is gonna find him
2: ryan you're you're a fan of the bachelor so i'm going to boil this down i would
1: call myself a former fan of the bachelor
2: me as me as well i think we dropped off right around the same time it jumped the shark as they say i don't know what that means
1: but i can explain it to you yeah yeah please um like, you jumped over a shark. I'm not sure how this fits. Gosh, I, I'm going to forget the name of the show. But there was a show. Of course. Uh, that was, you know, it, it was a good show. People really liked it. And then in one scene, someone remind me in the comments what it is. The main character was surfing, and, like, a shark was in the water. And he jumped <laughs> over the shark on his surfboard, and everyone was just like, what so it was like a realistic show until that happened yeah like you know a standard show where yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like that would happen <laughs> yeah. and then he jumped the shark and everyone was like okay this show gotta sucks." So that's
2: actually incredible that that's where that came from yep, yep. wow Gosh, literally one called? scene well ryan you're using jerry judy it reminds me of the bachelor and uh, what happened not just with you but for so many people is Jerry Judy got the first rose i mean in love with him right i yep. mean the 15th overall pick you love him at first sight first impression y- rose y- yes, yes. Y- y- he gets the first impression rose happy days was the show oh happy days and then there's some drama uh d- the next couple weeks he's he's getting into it with other guys fighting for the girl he's getting little tiffs with the girl herself but she still, when she looks into his eyes, I mean, it's love right there. She still there.
1: fills that first spark.
2: Exactly. So she keeps him around, and now it's hometown. Now now we're down to four people. And she's saying, it's either all going to happen here or, or it's not going to happen. And yeah. I'm going to know. And that's kind of where you are and where Broncos country is is, this is, this is the last season, right? I mean, he, he's he got everything to succeed or at least show us enough this season, and we'll see what he does. And that's exactly where, where you know, she's at handing out this this uh, one final rose to him and saying, sweep me off my feet or this thing's done.
1: Right, and this is, like, his opportunity to go above and beyond that first spark. He's kind of been coasting on that yep, yep. throughout this, but, like, he needs to show her something yep. to make it seem real and not just lust but love
2: yes exactly beautifully said i'm excited for this episode of the (laughs) bachelor coming up (laughs) but that's where jerry judy is and now kind of on the opposite side you talk about tim patrick because i think he's a guy that is absolutely going to be in this conversation Tim, unfortunately, and he's talked about it every year, he's an undrafted guy. He's not going to get that sizzle that Jerry Judy gets, and it has nothing to do with him. It just has to do with his draft status. It's just going to be a little harder for him to get that national attention, but he could get 1,000 yards this year. Absolutely. I wouldn't be surprised at that, and if he does, he's going to be such a good feel-good feel, feel good story, and he's going to be a guy uh, that, that does catch national attention. But, Ryan, when there's two receivers on the field in week six, who's it going to
1: be? Wow. Great question. Um, I think it really, there's no answer to this. I think it could be anyone.
2: Well, you have to give me an answer right now. (laughs) I
1: think you're you're fair in saying that. I want to know what the play is. What are the route concepts? Uh,
2: but Hackett looks to Azani and says, give me the two best right now. (laughs) It's
1: Corland and Jerry.
2: Yeah. And and that's unfortunately what it's going to boil down to for Tim. So Tim's going to have a really good season, but when it boils down to Jerry gets this one last opportunity, And Mm -hmm. that's going to be for most of the season. So, week six, I think it's still going to be Jerry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's got to perform, though, man. He does. And just like I mentioned with Melvin Gordon, it's only fair to mention it with other players. All of your mistakes are more overcomable, but also uh, more magnified. And the reason is because the games actually matter now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when melvin gordon fumbles away a game last season late in the season you can kind of be like well kind of helped you know (laughs) better draft pick that's not how this works anymore no um so jerry judy is out there dropping big third downs against the chiefs on sunday night football
2: and then poor body language after
1: demarius can tell you about what what it's going to be like yep Um, people are going to lose their minds.
2: And you know who's probably not going to be dropping balls in practice and on those crucial third downs? Tim Patrick. It's Tim Patrick, and that's where Russ could then find that, let's say week four, he starts really finding that trust with Tim Patrick. And we actually have Cody in the comment section, third downs will be Tim Patrick's area. It's hard to disagree with that.
1: Yeah, but I think they're also going to be Jerry Judy's area, if Jerry Judy is Jerry Judy. Jerry Jerry is going to get that
2: opportunity at first. And that I think that's what this boils down to, is Jerry's going to have the first opportunity. If he takes advantage of it early in the season, he, he, he's going to shine. If he doesn't, then it's going to quickly move away from people. Because when I think about great quarterbacks having receivers that are talented, but there's some issues... I think of Cody Latimer with Peyton Manning. Cody Latimer, second-round talent. The, the talent was there. How quickly did Peyton Manning drop him? At not not just from a third-down guy, but pretty much out of the playbook. I mean, got him so he wasn't even on the field. Yep. If, if, uh, if any receiver, not just Jerry, does that this year, Russ is going to say, I don't want him. And Nathaniel Hackett's not going to force that person down Russell Wilson's throat.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's really true. And trust is going to be such a big thing. I mean, remember Peyton. If it, honestly, if you dropped the first pass he threw you of the game, you probably aren't seeing a pass the rest of the game. Yep. Yep. Um, so trust is really, really important because Peyton, like the way Peyton looked at it, and I don't know if Russ looks at it this way, is like, I'm going to do everything right. Um, so you guys better do everything right, too. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and if you can't catch the ball, yep. I know when you're going to be open and where. Right. <laughs> but if I can't trust you to throw it, yep. then give me something, Give me someone else. Yeah, ex- exactly. So now, Ryan, our pod poll after this show on Twitter, you can
2: find it at DNVR underscore Broncos. Uh, it's going to be who is going to be the breakout player of the year. So we got Jerry on there. Um, is Pat Sertan included? Or are we saying he's he's too far? He's too good.
1: I think I said he was too good. Too good?
2: I'm okay with, with taking him off. That's who my guy would be, but I think a lot, Pat Sertan's a lot of everyone's guy. So then I'm going to make the case. Also, if you
1: put him on there, he just wins the poll guaranteed because he's everyone's favorite. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh,
2: now, I'm going to make the case, but I need some help from you, which is probably going to be tough to make the case for someone when I'm asking for your help. Who has a better season, Bradley Chubb or Randy Gregory? Stuff Randy Gregory. I that's where I was leaning as well. And I'm going to make the case for Randy Gregory because two guys can get a lot of sacks from one team. It's going to be hard for KJ, Jerry, Tim Patrick to all have fantastic seasons. So I think, in terms of a true breakout, Jerry's going to be hurt. Even if he has a great year, he's going to be hurt by those around him doing well as well. By Tim, by Cortland, uh, even though Cortland's not on this list, but he could take some yards and touchdowns Mm -hmm. away from him. By KJ, by by Albert O, by Dolchitz. Uh, Sacks are out there, and sacks are going to be more out there and available all all the way since 2015 when the Broncos uh, had Vaughn and Demarcus Ware. And I think Randy Gregory is going to have an opportunity to have his first double-digit sack season. And then people are going to be talking about The Cowboys, which always gets national attention. But why they let him go? Mm -hmm. Why did they put that that clause in his contract? It's going to get the conversation going with him. And he has the talent to get 15 sacks in a season. But I'm going to go with him because I think a double-digit Zach season, if he stays on the field, which is a massive if, and I'm certainly not counting on it, gets him so much national attention.
1: I feel like you just said double-digit Zach, and that's way too many. Yeah. that Too many? Way too many. On
2: one show? Can
1: only do... (laughs) can do probably do three zacks
2: three zacks okay we can do that yeah <laughs> three sacks sack
1: Sacks. <laughs> yes um yeah double digit double digit sack season for him absolutely puts him on the map and you're right there'll be this whole like wow the cowboys messed up and everyone likes that, that yes narrative. yes yes um okay is tim going on i think
2: so okay and then we need one more
1: I would want, I would want to put KJ honestly, but can we have three wide receivers in the top four? (sighs) That's it's probably realistic. Does Javante Williams count? I think Javante does count. We can put him on here. But what does a breakout season look like for him? Uh,
2: it has to be a a thousand yards.
1: Okay, what did he have last year?
2: He had nine oh seven.
1: So, if he he gets 93 more yards, 97 more yards, that's a breakout season? I don't think so.
2: That's fair. So, did he almost break out last year?
1: I think he made his bar so high that a breakout would have to be, like, I'm going to say at least 1,100 yards. Even that sounds kind of funny, like, 107 more yards right
2: well and what what really holds me back about Javante has nothing to do with Javante it has to do with Melvin Gordon those guys are going to be sharing reps they're going to be splitting them pretty close to even I don't think it's going to be even but close and then also you're going to have Russell Wilson throwing the ball and Ryan what do we say make your quarterback happy Russ was pissed in Seattle because they were a run first team I'm not saying abandon the run but this year make Russ happy Throw the ball as much as he
1: wants. At and least 60-40.
2: Yes, and then have s- a little bit of balance there with the run, but don't focus on t- true balance this
1: year. Yep, yep, and, and it's going to be interesting. I think Javante really relied on big runs last year, and that just scares me just from a replicability sta- standpoint. You know, it's like, is that sustainable? I'm not saying it isn't, but I, it just worries me a little bit. Like and I I love the idea of Russ carving teams up with his arm, f- forcing them to go into dime and then handing it off inside to Javante and he's just, you know, yep. trucking, 170 <laughs> pounds. What's
2: what's wrong different. with 170 pound guys?
1: <laughs> Nothing. Good, cause I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I, I love that idea, but you know, he's gonna need some big big runs because, or he's gonna need to get much better at, at consistency.
2: Right, and so I think maybe 2023 is when we're talking about him being able to have a monster season, which will be a breakout. And even then, he's already going to be a household name enough. So, but, Ryan, I think I figured out their fourth. Draymond Jones. It's our second defensive guy. We'll have two offensive guys, two defensive guys. And Draymond Jones is a guy, we talked about him yesterday, $15 million a year. If he does that, well, he's certainly having a breakout year this year. He talks about 10 sacks as his goal. I think Draymond Jones is the fourth guy on this list.
1: Okay. I can I can stand by that. I would rather it be K J, but I I three receivers is a is a little bit of overkill. So we'll But put, it
2: it shows you just how much talent is in the receiving room and how much of an opportunity there is with Russ.
1: I gotta say, man, Russ at the Avs game last night. Did they show him on the broadcast like early? Yes. Okay. Because um I know like Allie tweeted it out right after they put him on the jumbotron and yeah. it didn't like go crazy, so I'm like, Oh everyone must have already known. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. We didn't know, oh, so the first time it was late in the game was late in the yeah. game, and like they needed some energy, mm-hmm. and then they show Russ and it just reminds me how big the Broncos are, Yep. just how big the Broncos yep. are there are eighteen thousand people in there last night wearing avs gear, and Russell Wilson comes on the screen, and everyone absolutely loses it, yeah just loses it. And it's just like, man, the Broncos are are the common denominator.
2: And it just shows you this town is so ready to explode with the Broncos that literally a player's in the building for another team's game four months before the season starts, and it explodes when they just show him on the screen. And I, I try to flip it. Let's say, and this is no disrespect to Nathan McKinnon. He's one of the best players on the planet. Let's say he's at a Broncos game. Does that make the crowd go crazier than it's been outside of a touchdown?
1: It will when he's carrying the cup onto the field. I,
2: that would be dope. <laughs> that would be dope. But I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the, the Russ effect is
1: legit. Man, I hadn't even thought about that in my – I have Stanley Cup dreams. Yeah. Just like the thi- – well, like they do the whole thing where every player gets the cup for a day. Yeah. Um, and like just following that is going to be so epic, hopefully. um. But, like, I, I, don't you think uh, week two at home they, you know, honor the Avs and they bring the cup out? Yep. And also on
2: top of that, Ryan, no disrespect to the Rockies, but the Nuggets and uh, I guess it's just the Nuggets and the Avs, they won't have played a game since the Avs hopefully win the Stanley Cup. It'll just be the Broncos.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, please make it happen. Let it happen. Yes. 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 Okay, I got a little distracted thinking about Russ at the game. It really was. It, it, I love those little reminders, though. Or like, sometimes I just I'll be sitting in a restaurant and I'm just like looking around. and I'm like, I bet almost every person in here is a Broncos fan.
0: Yep,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. And, and another really cool thing about Russ going to the game. Uh, so they he was for sure there in the third period. And I did think when it got to overtime, uh, Broncos have some off season workouts today. We know Russ likes to get in at five five thirty in the morning. I wonder if he stayed. I wouldn't blame him if he left oh, yeah. just moving into town. But no, he was there because he was filming. He posted uh, the video. Yep, yeah. yep. And I'm thinking, man, that's also so dope that he's not just there to show his face. I'm sure that helps a little bit. But he, he's there truly he's buying fan. in.
1: A true fan of sports, I think. Yeah. Um, which I love.
2: And all different types. Of, I mean, he's, he's a part owner. Now I think a silent owner uh, of the soccer team in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that'll happen with the Rapids. Yep.
1: Hopefully we get um, a women's soccer team. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, I would, or a a WNBA team. I would love either. Um, Yeah. I mean, even when they just show him, he looks genuinely happy. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's an easy thing to fake. So, like, who knows? But, like, he actually looks like he's, like, having a good time, smiling, loving it.
2: One thing, though. One thing. He's decked out in I Russell know, Wilson gear, an and that's great. Yeah, have have the Russell Wilson hat, hat. and sweats on, Uh,
1: but throw throw a sweater on. You know they offer it to him.
2: Why aren't we doing that? I don't know. He, he, he wants just all to about push the brand, the brand man. man. <laughs> he wants, the guy wants to push the brand. And to be fair, I noticed it. It was everywhere on him.
1: I did, but, you know, I'm someone who falls for these tricks often, and I, I haven't been motivated to buy any sort that's of – Russell Wilson. <laughs> it's
2: true. But what I know about the Russell Wilson line, he's got every single color. I mean, he's got the Broncos colors. He obviously had the Seahawks colors. Now he's got the, the Navy blue, which yeah. isn't necessarily the Avs, but he was decked out in, in mostly the Avs colors. I'm sure he's now got
1: Nuggets line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, something for everything. Yeah, yep. Um, I felt like I had one more point about that. Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, the camera work needs a little work. From um, him? From him. I, I watched... The uh, I I watched his video when I got home, you know several drinks deep and i was like i can't i can't, can't watch anymore. It's making me dizzy shaky yeah because he was just like oh my god
2: maybe he can come in here he can join us uh, on an episode and we can teach him a, a little i mean we've got three cameras right here ko can help him out i can help him out with you know some some iphone camera shots
1: well rg has this camera that like auto stabilizes uh, no matter yeah. what you do yeah that's what he needs i'm
2: not sure russ can afford that <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll let him borrow
2: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did just buy a $25 million house.
1: He did, yes. Yes, he did. Well, that's probably why he can't afford it that's, anymore. It's
2: really true. And if you're looking to get all the options that you can imagine, check out our friends over at Lightshade Dispensary, their Barnum location, Ryan, a brand new one, just one block off 6th and Federal, is their largest store yet. And it has specialty products that aren't offered at other locations, but something that's offered at their locations is Ripple, which is a fast-acting dissolvable. It's clinically proven to hit two times faster. Faster than the leading gummy, and it starts absorbing within 10 minutes, so it hits you on a consistent basis every single time. And if you use code DNVR over at lightshade.com or any of their 11 Denver Metro locations, you'll get 25% off all non-sale items. Check them out over at lightshade dispensary or lightshade.com for 25% off. Use code DNVR.
1: Hell yeah. Someone in the comments said there are a few Rockies players there, but no one knew who they were. That would be weird because they were playing. The oh, that would be very weird. <laughs> I think he's just making a joke, though. Um, I think there were a couple of other
2: Broncos there, but they didn't show them on TV
1: or on the jumbotron.
2: Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Who? Uh, I did hear Dalton Reisner was there.
1: Why aren't we getting the Dalton Reisner David Bakhtiari thing where they oh, pan over man. to him and he chugs a beer?
2: Also, why wouldn't he be with Russ in his suite?
1: I don't know. And a uh, sweet life. I mean, I always do you think that they're like in the group chat being like, hey guys, go into the Avs game tonight. Who wants to come? Uh, I,
2: I would think Russ would just say, hey, I don't really know
1: anyone here. So, all my teammates, you're welcome. The weirdest thing about when they put him on the Jumbotron was there was no one around him. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it <made> it <laughs> yes. looked like he was at the game alone, <laughs> but it was actually sold out crowd. Of course. Yeah. Well,. He was in a suite, and like all they, I don't know if they asked everyone to leave (laughs) the seats of the suite because he was just alone in those seats that are in the suite. There was
2: no Sierra next to him that you could see. No. Interesting.
1: I I don't know if that was like by design, yeah, or if like they saw the camera set up and they're like, "I'm getting out of here." This is right, 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 right. Yeah,
2: I would think it'd be that thing, yeah. not the camera asking people to move.
1: And I'm guessing Sierra wasn't there because we would have wanted her. Like yep. that would have made the crowd even louder. I and mean, she's a cover of Sports
2: Illustrated. Yeah. It's a great thing for Denver. Legend. Uh, was he when they showed him? Was he waving the flag?
1: He had like a sign that said okay, like, go playoff ads. noise yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it worked yeah <laughs> wow, jesus it was loud uh, that was the coolest thing of sitting down there i've never sat that low for a playoff game feel the noise oh, so much man.
2: more man and 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 you, you get the yeah the feeling of the game too yep yep the speed is insane yeah uh,
1: okay let's see do we have any super chats we got to get to let's do it from brian vibe check morning boys That's ah vibes
2: are good vibes uh, are good brian love love uh, hearing from you
1: vibes are great perfect weather today why couldn't we get this type of weather for two more days? Oh,
2: man, it is it is 87 on Thursday, Ryan. And then Friday, it obviously had to push our golf tournament one week. Saturday, the high is now 39 with snow. I saw some weather forecasts are predicting it could be the biggest snowstorm in Denver in May in 40 years.
1: I'm supposed to be at a con a concert at Mile High that night. No. Are they gonna cancel it? Maybe. I wouldn't mind if they just cancel no, it. No, P- push it a week back. Yeah, or do it in August or something. Yeah,
2: then you can have your Friday next week of the golf, and this week you can just hang out inside, watch the ABS. I'm gonna
1: drink hot chocolate and Bailey's while watching <laughs> the ABS in May. Yeah, I think you are. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Um, it's even obviously the golf tournament is out in Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, which isn't a far drive really from Denver. Uh, but it's always a little colder there. Yep. It, it was supposed to be 40 and snowing. We're like, we're not doing a golf tournament here. No, no. Um, so now we're doing the golf tournament next Friday. A lot of you have, have reached out to me and said like, um, oh man, I wish I could have made it. I'm you know busy on the 20th. Well, now it's the 27th. The tickets are still, or I guess foursomes are still available. We still have a little bit of room. Would love to see you guys out there. It's going to be an absolute blast. L- I love the course. It's one of my favorite courses to play. Um, so come hang out next Friday. Weather looks prime, 78 degrees.
2: Yeah. And if you have any questions or you, you need to switch that and you have questions about switching, you can email help at ddnvr.com.
1: Exactly. All right. Uh, let's jump into the comments from the listeners.
2: Alright, first one coming in from Denver Rivals says, hey guys, great podcast today. DNVR fam, we would love to have you join the DNVR Rivals program. We are looking for players, coaches, and volunteers to help us fundraise and have a great season. Search up Denver Rivals Alzheimer's Association to join. I think Russell Wilson at worst will flip our record last year, 10-7. and 7. My expectations are 12-5 and 5 with losses at the Chargers, at the Rams, at the Chiefs, and likely some fringe games versus the 49ers, Cardinals, or at Raiders to make us 12-5. and 5. Also, I've noticed no DNVR theme the past few shows. I'm a musician before before getting into nonprofit event work and would be so down to write a Broncos podcast DNVR theme. I'm just having fun and having listened a while. I trust you're still adjusting it. La Loma used to be one of the best tailgate spots for Broncos football Sundays when it was near Spear. Y'all are making me hungry near lunchtime. Same. Thank you and hope you uh, and thank you for all of your hard work. DNVR fan, please support DNVR Rivals. I think that'd be awesome to have a new theme song
1: yeah so we got to figure something out here because many people have asked Mm -hmm. um they want to make it or they want you know they want a new one um and pleasure horse has always kind of had first dibs on that um so we got to figure something out like i wouldn't i love pleasure horse and in fact um i love one of my favorite things is when people are like what is that song at the end yeah it happens all Uh, the time And i get to you know turn them on hopefully we've even if we brought Dozens. Hopefully, we've brought hundreds mm-hmm. of new fans to Pleasure Horse's music. Um, but I, there is a part of me that's like, oh, maybe we could change it up, do a new vibe, like a, yeah. um, you know, a, a slightly different genre. Um, but I don't know. I, I I'm conflicted because I love Pleasure Horse too. So um, we got to think on
2: this. I mean, worst case, we get we get a lot of good ones and we rotate.
1: Yeah, or we could do like a contest. Yeah, like send yeah. ever you know send them in, and we'll choose the best one. I
2: like that. So so Denver rivals, go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, by all means.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we'd love it, and also Pledge Your Horse. Anyone else?
1: Yeah, should we just should we just do it? Yeah, I think so. Just say that we're yep. gonna if anyone who wants to send us their nominee. Yep. For our new intro song, yep. and we'll pick our favorite one. I guess it doesn't even. It yeah, I mean it could be anything. Yep. Send us a nominee for our new intro. And, uh, and we'll consider all candidates. No, I love
2: it. I love it. I can't wait to see what we get.
1: I guess email both of us. Ryan yep. at the DNVR.com. Zach at the DNVR.com.
2: Beautiful. There we go. The Chosen Vaughn says, love the podcast as usual. I could use some recommendations from you guys. I'm coming into town this weekend for my bachelor party and would love some bar brewery recommendations. I just checked the weather and realized I might have to reconsider my plans to drink exclusively on patios in shorts. Any must-go places aside from the DNVR bar? I'm so
1: sorry for you, man. Know. This sucks. I
2: know no uh if you're an Avs fan here saturday night is yes. going to
1: be the place to be and yes. it's inside too yes absolutely um oh man that's such a bummer
2: yeah it really is
1: and this isn't normal no 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 <laughs>
2: in april sure you could you could expect yep. one weekend of just dumping something we actually didn't have any snow in april this year Mm-mm. like the first time in forever
1: yep and now we're gonna get it in late may <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I do remember it snowed on my graduation day from CU. Wow. A lot? Yeah. Wow. Shout out to my mom. She because we were having a, we were gonna have like a pool, like a pool party, uh, at their house for my graduation party pivoted last minute ended up getting like a sweet tent wow for the backyard that everyone could go in heaters and all that stuff Damn,
2: <laughs> that's awesome mom coming through
1: yeah it was a good time
2: um at other places uh avanti if you haven't been to denver yet that's got a really good view Great of view. denver yeah, that, there's some outside vibe, there yeah. yeah that's uh man that's tough
1: yeah um just come here yeah yeah,
2: come here there's a lot of great spots around town though next one coming in from Orange is a new sack hey DNVR I'm from New York looking to fly to Denver first I'm debating going to a sure win Jets or Texans or Touch a boy. game that should be competitive second what's the best bang for your buck section but those are not the main issues the issue is ticket prices I read somewhere that they don't release all the tickets at once is that true when do the rest come out if so uh, I mean 15 minutes after the schedule dropped they were already resale tickets asking 12 $1,200 for Section 105, $500 for Section 320 is insane. I could see the playoffs, but not the regular season. Thanks for Advance. Have they
1: uh, released single-game tickets already? They did.
2: They did it uh, right after the schedule dropped.
1: Damn. Yeah. Uh, season Except for London. That happens in June. I knew that. Um, they Don't they do – do they still do the half-price day? And that's,
2: I think, in June as well.
1: Okay. Um, so that's the one to look out for. There's kind of different strategies about it. Um, I think the Jets Texans, th- uh, not Texans. Um, that's going to be an impossible ticket to get.
2: First game at home.
1: Maybe focus on the Jets yeah. on half-price ticket day, and then I would say sit in the south stands. Even if you're at the top of the south stands, um, it's the rowdiest. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good. It's my personal favorite view. My favorite way to watch football is from from above the end zone. If you get too low. Then you can't see how far anything went. So you got to be like at least 30 rows up uh, in the South stands and and you'll get good bang for your buck there. And
2: Orange is a new sack. I have some bad news from you. The best bang for your buck section was last year. Uh, this year true. with Russ, it's going to be really tough to get good bang for but your buck. But
1: when you buck. look at the resale now, there's no urgency for those people to sell those tickets. Right. So they're putting them at ridiculous prices because they're like, hey, if someone pays this. Yeah good for me yeah and if no one buys them then they'll lower them as as the game gets a little bit closer i don't think it's going to end up being four digits to sit in the first level um but it might be for that first game
2: yeah it really could be and ryan we had actually someone ask a similar question a couple weeks ago that we didn't touch on uh in here would you personally rather go to a Blow, potential blowout game like the Jets or the Texans? Or would you rather go to a game that is going to be competitive, but the Broncos have a chance to lose, let's say, like the
1: Chiefs? Um, I would always rather go to the bigger game. Me too.
2: Me, me too. And, and, and we had a couple people in the comment section the last time this was asked saying uh, both sides, but I would rather take the risk and go to a, a better game.
1: Well, and, and here's my thing. I don't want it to be a good game right you know if the broncos right. w- blow them out that's you know the perfect thing that's what we were talking about last night as we were going to the abs uh me Allie, eric mm. and adam it's like uh, i hope this is a terrible game yep. 7-0, <laughs> yeah 7-0 you know? yeah um but we also got a big game and it turned out to be a great game and yep. the abs won <laughs> like, yeah that's right kind of the trifecta yeah um you don't want to go see a loss but Beating the Jets, especially in this new era, right. isn't going to be that all that exciting. No, pretty
2: predictable. Yeah, too. yeah.
1: It'll be fun to watch them, you know, score <laughs> touchdowns and yeah. stuff. But I would much rather go Sunday night football against the Chiefs and like hope that hope for the
2: best. I agree. Now those tickets will be a lot more expensive, so probably not best paying for your buck there. No. Next one from Behan Bronco. For your buck. Yeah, says, hey Kings, as a resident of Nashville, I actually live about 20 minutes south of the city in Franklin. I would love to see you guys come out for the Titans game. Nashville is a truly awesome city with a very passionate Titans fan base, some amazing food, and cool attractions. Needless to say, if the DNVR crew decided to take the trip, I'd be happy to provide some recommendations and would hope to meet you guys at the game. I'll be there with my wife, who is who has demanded we both buy Russell. Wilson jerseys for the occasion. Thanks for all you guys do, and have a fantastic Wednesday. Sounds like you got a pretty good wife.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really want to do Nashville. We're figuring out London right now. So, like, I think once we get our London plan solidified, then we can move on and start thinking what other cool things we can do. I will say this. I talked to someone. I'm not saying we're doing this. But someone... That I really trust the uh, the other day said, like you guys should be doing uh, like uh, events for every away game. Mm. And I was like, wow, that's a lot, but interesting. and he kind of ha- built a whole case as to mm, why. I love it. I so, love it. you're getting me excited. So I don't I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen, but I really do want to go and try to do some stuff yep um, this season. So. yep, we certainly are with London. <clears throat> Especially because like I've said multiple times, this is the vibe season. Ah, it is. Everything's good. Everything's good. Everyone's happy. Winning feels amazing. Everyone's excited. It's it's like a honeymoon period. Not, not to say that the honeymoon with Russ is going to end, but it's there's the expectation. No one's sitting here saying it's Super Bowl or bust for the Broncos right. this year. You're right. If they make the playoffs, they win a playoff game this year, we we will be saying that next year. Yep. It's like, okay, it's time. It's time to go. Yep. Um, fun's over. Now now the work starts.
2: But the fun is this year.
1: The fu- I, the this is, is the here. fun year.
2: Mike 1809 says, let's go Avs. Broncos question. If there's going to be a new jersey design or logo, when would it be released? I want to get a rust jersey, but don't want to buy one that's going to be quickly outdated.
0: Um, I
2: would say next year. So now you're in a tough spot. Do you, do you want a rust jersey for a season before it changes? Or do you just want to wait a year without having a rust jersey?
1: Okay, so I'll make two cases here. One... I don't like the current jersey, so I would much rather wait for a new one. But two, what jersey is cooler? If you have an old John Elway jersey or a new John Elway jersey? Old? The old is cooler. Yeah. That being said, it might just be because it's a better-looking jersey, but it also just like looks cooler, right? You have the old Elway. So maybe 20, 20 years from now, it's like, oh, you have the old Russ.
2: And also, it was only for one year, too. So yep. not many people are going to have that.
1: Yep. And it's funny because the 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 new Elways were only two years mm, for him playing. Right. Uh, so that's inter- uh, kind of yeah. an interesting look at it too. Um, I was about to say something. Oh, just him saying, let's go abs reminded me like, I just want to shout out everyone who came, who came up to me at the avs game and said, Hey, I watched the show. That's dope. Um, it. It's my favorite thing. So mm-hmm. like, don't ever if you see me don't ever feel like oh should i go up and say something i love it so much it's just cool to meet people that watch the show give them a fist pound thank them for for supporting us um and i'm not trying to flex but it happened a lot last that is so so cool that
2: is so cool ryan i was i was on a walk last week in my neighborhood uh and david brewster came up to me uh said what's up so shout out to david brewster andy and brian i know you guys watch the show together really
1: cool and and just like ryan said it's so it's so so cool it's the best um and i i need to uh, run into more people when i'm not drinking so i can remember their <laughs> names like you
2: <laughs> just yeah i guess uh afternoon walks typically yeah. i can remember those <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
1: would hope So, <laughs> all right let's keep it rolling here uh ldj hey guys so there's no way george payton enters next year's draft of five picks right that's just not payton so who's a possible trade candidate that uh that at the trade deadline, excluding Chubb, of course. I'm between Cortland and Tim Patrick, because, I mean, the wide receiver market has exploded. But Peyton got those deals done prior to the market, and both those guys can do the same thing. If Peyton can get a second or higher for Cortland, is Cortland gone? Or if he can get a third or higher for Tim, is Tim gone? I don't know what you guys think.
2: Mm, Some team offers you a first for Cortland.
1: No. I would. I mean, yes. I
2: would, but... I don't think the Broncos would, and, and the reason is Cortland would be having a great year, and so he'd be taking probably Russell Wilson's best weapon away from him in a, the next couple of years when he's supposed to explode with Russ. That's going to piss him off, and, and, it, and it's going to hurt uh, d- d- um, uh, Russ a little bit. That's, again, not something you're trying to do, at least in these next few years, is do anything to upset Russ.
1: It has to be a no. This, those things don't happen. <coughs> Teams that are good in our, our trying to win Super Bowls, don't trade good players for picks. What about Devontae Adams? Is that just a cap thing? Oh, I, I yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the details behind that, but I think it was just a cap thing. They and, had to pay Aaron Rodgers of $50 million a year.
2: And Broncos going to have to pay Russ 50
1: Yep, they are. They also got Cortland and Tim really cheap. Yeah,
2: they, they did for less less... Than the price of just one Devontae Adams. Yes, and we can. We've yep,
1: already yep. debated whether yep, that's yep. better or worse, but it is true. Um, you've got two players there, so maybe you do clear one. But even in a world where someone offered a first round pick for Cortland, like you mentioned, it means Cortland's balling out and as tempted as George Payton would be to get a pick, you don't take really good players away from Russell Wilson. It just that that never. It does not happen.
2: Yeah, I, I don't see it happening either. It's, no.
1: Yeah. <sighs> Unless there's a cap thing.
2: Maybe after this season, it could happen. But during the season, no. No, it wouldn't. J-Pat SoCal Bronco says, It's tough to see Javante, Russ, or Gordon greatly improving as they all had strong stats from the amount of snaps they got last year. I think the most improvement has to be Jerry, Judy, and Cortland Sutton. Judy had zero touchdowns, and Sutton had three last year. It feels so good to have a dynamic quarterback and a positive, younger, offensive-minded head coach. Hashtag dishwasher salmon. Hashtag let's ride. Hashtag one hole in a straw.
1: Love it. Love it. I still forget. I think I'm a two holes guy.
2: Oh, me too. Anytime someone makes an argument for that, that's what I
1: am. Yep, yep. From Samuel Bisou. Uh hey guys, one question. If everyone stays healthy, touch wood. Uh which unit has the highest ceiling and the highest floor on offense or defense and where do they rank versus the division? Okay.
2: I like I think this is his own pod. I think it is too. I, I think it's a great question, Samuel. So we're we're gonna make it a first segment topic.
1: Uh, he also goes on to so now that Mace has moved on, do you guys return to the old format of only you two, or are you going to add someone else? Um, stay tuned. Mm, are you bringing <laughs> Are you bringing back the old old song, or is Pleasure Horse already working on a new one? We talked about that a little bit earlier. Whatever it is, I can't wait for the season to start and finally enjoy a good, exciting team with this community, man. agree.
2: That's something when I think about, Ryan, what we've been through the past few years. We've had so much fun with it, and this community has been awesome, uh, and, and we've all really grown together. We haven't watched a winning
1: football team. Never. I mean, since this podcast has been has been We've going on the daily, rarely seen a team with a winning record Ex- at any exactly. point. Exactly.
2: Yes. Exactly. And now we're pretty much with Russ, guaranteed a winning record, playoffs. I can't freaking wait. It's going to be so cool. And when I think of that, I get I get chills.
1: Yep. Me too. I mean, I watch the way that you know, um, the all the fun that like the Nuggets community right? has yep, and the yep, abs yep. community has, and we have a lot of fun too. Yep. But there's this another level to it when you're talking about big moments, big games, yep. game-winning touchdown throws. Like, you know, the, the Nuggets get to talk about, like, right. multiple uh, Jokic buzzer beaters every year, or yep. a sick assist he made to open up a buzzer beater. And, like, yep. they get to have a whole show about that. Yep. Like, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying to think. We had the um, Drew, you know, led the crazy comeback against the Chargers. Yep. We had
2: so, Drew's
1: Texans game. Yep, yep thanks Um, drew for the good memories i i wasn't even i don't even think i was on that post game show oh because i was driving back from somewhere oh man i know maybe i was or was that that wouldn't have been pre-post game show era would it it could have been okay Mm. Hmm was that 2019 it was yeah i think we weren't even doing post game shows so we've had you know very few just like blow your mind everyone's losing it the chat is just like scrolling automatically (laughs) people are just going crazy yeah way too many games where we're giving rants afterwards
2: big time not enough fun after games
1: exactly final one here from tommy bronco says guys long time no comment since living in hawaii I forget the time difference so by the time i get any of my day going the pot is already almost finished i was able to squeeze in a comment today though before going to work man living in hawaii that sounds dope. <laughs> yes now two things my in-laws had the crazy idea to meet in la for christmas they live in colorado for uh, uh they're gonna meet for a couple of days to go see broncos rams i was excited for the uh the idea but then thought what is there to do in la i hate all the sports teams there and la is mostly a dumpster fire like the chargers um <laughs> Help. I don't want to be uh I don't want it to be a wasted trip for Christmas. Okay. So I know we have some fans who live out in Southern California. Um so maybe you can post something for our friend Tommy Bronco here. I mean there's like good food. I th- I think some there's some cool taco things taco there. Spots. Yeah. Um is beach not too far away. Beach. I don't yep. is it beach weather in December there? Like I know it's nice. Yeah, probably not. <laughs>
2: right. But swimming probably
1: not. Yeah, probably not. Anyways, it goes on, my in-laws, oh, he's, lastly, the Seahawks' Twitterverse cracks me up. They're like someone who got in an argument with their ex, where both parties are a little flawed uh, and could own up to their mistakes, but instead double down and put all the blame on their ex, and their friends are convincing them they did nothing wrong. Not to mention Seahawks fans are trying to convince themselves that their, relationship, uh, that their new relationship, Drew Locke, is going to be great, and everyone is wrong about this new guy. Oh, no, Seahawks fans, we know your pain. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Cheers, Tommy Bronco. I want to be the person who says, like, stop caring about the Seahawks. But it's too easy because the Broncos are going to be so much better than them that I'm like, actually, take this smoke. Like, invite this beef because you're going to get to dunk on them so hard later.
2: I'm just so excited to not have to convince ourselves of things that we have to convince ourselves about. You know, right. I, I don't have to convince myself that that Russ is good. When, when national media says that Russ is washed, I say, again, okay, if 25 touchdowns and six picks is washed, I'll take any washed quarterback in, in, in that regard. And so I, I love it. I'm happy that we're in this era that we don't have to go convincing and, and going and bashing teams in the other conference uh, because you're very insecure about what you have.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's a risk-free beef. Like – like the Jokic Embiid beef, that there's a like you're, that's an emotional risk, yeah. Um, because it's like they're they're very close now. Mm-hmm. I obviously am always going to believe that Jokic is better, as um, you should, and he's the back-to-back MVP to prove it. But <laughs> Embiid absolutely could have gone on a tear down the stretch and won sure. MVP. Sure. Um, but like this is a risk-free beef. It's like for me, like CU CSU. That's a risk-free beef for me. Yep. Um, <laughs> Watch like, yourself. <laughs> like you know, like they they have they're not gonna be able to say anything in a few months. So let them talk all they <laughs> want now and respond because you're gonna have all the receipts.
2: Man, it's September twelfth. It's gonna be popping.
1: Gonna be crazy right here. Yep. Oh, this just, bar is gonna be nuts. Just shoulder to shoulder all the yeah. way through. I nice, see what you did there. <laughs> we'll see you
2: tie in. <laughs>
1: uh, man, I can't wait for that. And um, I, we gotta we gotta stop doing this because it's yeah, like I'm pumped. I get too. I'm excited. pumped, baby. Thank God the abs are still around. I can channel <laughs> yes. that excitement somewhere. Um, but I think that's all we got in the comment section. That's gonna wrap it up for us today. Appreciate everyone. It looked like you guys were really, uh, really getting into it in the comment section today. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, and we'll be back with you, of course, tomorrow on the DMVR Broncos podcast.
0: How long's it been since you and I? Roll out the truck and took a country.